Good morning. It's Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm joined by Brad Lovett, who's uh, playing the part of Kira Cup today. And so, I tried to get a, find a blonde wig, and I just couldn't. So, Well, tell us about the Daytona 500, Kira, Brad. <laughs> uh, there was a big race, from what I understand. And somebody know, wrecked, but he walked out of the hospital. So. Very good. Yes. Very good. All right. So, uh, yeah, Kira has got the flu. Does that mean we all have, are going to get the flu now? Well, I certainly hope not. Because, I mean, I don't touch her or anything. I don't get that close. You know, but I was worried that when I saw her on Thursday, she was excited to see us all, you know. Mm -hmm. She gave us all the, 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 you know, the hug where you don't really touch. Right, yes. You know, that kind of hug, you know. We call the HR appropriate hug, yes. The HR, yeah, we had that, the HR appropriate hug. And I'm concerned that, I hope that wasn't enough to give me the flu. Well, I would hope not. I mean, I would know by now, right? Because mm -hmm. that was Thursday, and then all day Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and now today's Monday. So wait, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's, is it four days later? Yeah, I guess so. Mm -hmm. So here I am four days later, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I need to drink more water for my voice and all the things that I need to do. Uh, that's normal. But I, th I don't think I have the flu. How about you? I, well, I wasn't even here the other day, so. Oh, so you're in the clear. You're, I'm you totally don't, in the clear. You don't worry if you get in Kira flu. No. I wonder if the boyfriend has it. Mm. Kira's boyfriend? <laughs> uh, that I would not I'm messing know. with her because she said she was going to watch. And I said, don't you dare. You need to rest and drink your fluids and all of that business because I want you back. She's not going to be here tomorrow either on doctor's orders, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But we need her back, um, I guess, for Thursday, I hope. If we she's want her back Thursday, yes. But I'd rather, I'd rather Kira stay home and, and get better than, than risk giving any of us flu. Mm -hmm. All right, Hunter, I'm mailing you now my photos from the... Rose Glen Literary Festival, and I'll talk about that a little later, but boy, was that fantastic. I bet you it was. I, oh, man. I'm so glad I finally got to go. Uh, in past years, I've had to work at the auto show, uh, which sounds odd, because I, I really am not a car guy, and I don't, I mean, but I would go and, uh, and work a booth at the auto show that had nothing to do with cars, but I didn't have to go this year. So I got to go to the Rose Glen Literary Festival instead, which is so much more in my lane. I was so much more at home. <laughs> All those years I worked at the auto show, I, you know, that was the end of it. Maybe I got a Facebook friend request from the lady at the News Sentinel, who mm -hmm. now works for Children's Hospital. Sure. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, you know, so maybe that was it. But at the Rose Glen Literary Festival, I come home, and I've got um, half a dozen Facebook friend requests from authors, mm -hmm. some of whom I met and some of whom just saw me up there working it and emceeing it. I see. Um, so they want to now, Kirsten, they, they know I'm now in, in broadcasting here on Mountain Fun Life, everyone. Yes. Hello. <laughs> and, and authors love publicity because they need it. That's their lifeblood. So anyhow, if you had exciting activities over the weekend, my weekend is just packed. It always is. I can't hardly explain it. I would love to get your comments on this thing. And I'll, oh, that's what I got to do. I got to go on Facebook myself. And you like and comment and share. That's very valuable to us. I think I mentioned that last week. That's like giving us money. All you have to do is click like. And it's like you, you threw us a tip in the, in the guitar case. Mm -hmm. If you comment, then it's like you threw us a dollar. If you click share and share it to your friends, well then, holy cow, we're best friends. We're BFFs. Mm-hmm. That we are. Don't you know? And I am doing the same thing, and I am uh, sharing us with uh, my uh, friends and fans uh, around the country and the world. So, hi, everybody. Oh, the Brad fans. I would love to hear more about I'll the, Brad, them. the no. Brad Lovett fans. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, there's my wife. There's uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, me. I'm a Brad Lovett fan. Yes. <laughs> so, I've, I, but I've already 
You don't have to share it with me because I'm literally right here. Yes, you are. I'm not CGI'd in like that stupid dog on that stupid Harrison Ford movie that everyone seems to think is okay. <laughs> uh huh. Maybe it's good, but I cannot. I cannot bring myself to watch that CGI dog. I've seen the trailer so many times. We went to so many movies getting ready for the Academy Awards that I just lost it. And the, the Call of the Wild, I can't handle it anymore. It's um, it looks so fake to me. Hey, uh, Hunter and Hannah. It says on my, my phone that there's a comment on this post, but on my on my vmix uh, doohickey here, I've got I've got plenty of nothing. Am I allowed to sing? As long as the songs are not copyrighted, but you have to make the songs oh. up entirely. Yes, yeah, that is an actual song by from the olden days, but it's probably not in the public domain. I'm fairly confident mm -hmm. it is not yet in the public domain, so I better stop right there. Would you check this? Do I have to? When I, I hit refresh, but it's kind of jammed. It's like, look at that. There's like barely any, any signal. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> As Hunter tries to stay off camera. Yeah, you're allowed to come over here. Yes. You know, it's totally cool. I'm it's not, live TV. Nothing, bother, you know, nothing bothers me. We improvise, you know. We do improv. We do. I'm getting ready for the Gatlinburg Improv Fest. That sounds like a great time. I am getting a ticket. Good. Did you no, buy it yet? I have not yet. I recommend getting the the all show pass mm -hmm. because even if you come, it's ten dollars per show. There's five shows, mm -hmm. so if you bought an individual ticket for all five shows, that'd be fifty dollars. It would, which is a lot. So the all show pass to get you into all that is actually twenty five dollars. Mm -hmm. So even if you only go to three of the five shows, you save money by buying a ticket for all five of the shows. Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend that. And the tickets went on sale this past Friday. Um, I don't know. I was having a hard time finding it on the GatlinburgImprovFest.net website. It might be there, but I just found it on Facebook much more easily. Of course, they also, you know, <laughs> someone emailed me the link directly uh -huh. and said, here, here's that link you need. Sure. Because uh, that's me. But, um, so I'm looking forward to the Gatlinburg Improv Fest for many reasons. Uh, not the least of which is that I'm going to get to perform on Friday, March 6th. Mm -hmm. And on um, Saturday, March 7th, they've got classes throughout the day. There's... Steve Schultz from Blue Plate Special is teaching the 9 a.m. free class. I think I'm going to probably go to that. Please do. Yeah. I recommend that. I mean, I know you've done it in the past, mm -hmm. but improv for what we're doing in broadcast. Yes. You know, if I gave you a noun right now, you then would have the confidence to go on for half an hour or a full hour. Mm -hmm. Maybe not yet, but we'll, well I think that. you. Yeah, sure you could. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who's Who been does doing it, it yes, for yeah. like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> All right, so that, uh, oh, I got to check in to Mountain Fun Life. That's also what I'm doing, is I'm checking in. Mm -hmm. But that, those tickets are now on sale at, um, for the Gatlinburg Improv Fest. And this comes back around to something else I did over the weekend, is I went up to Tusculum, which is near Greenville. It's actually a tiny little town where Tusculum University is. Hey, Hunter, I might need a little more help. I think I, I dropped the, um, maybe I can get it with my feet. Oh, I don't know. Oh, there goes the microphone. Hang on, everybody. No, I can't <laughs> get it. I'm trying. I'm trying. I need the um, the iPad lightning cable. That's come on over, ladies and gentlemen. Hunter, everybody, <laughs> smile and wave. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Hunter. I just I need the need the lightning cable to. <sighs> we would not be on TV if it was not for Hunter. <laughs> that is the truth. So now I can tell you that Deborah Richmond Newman has greeted us this morning. So thank you, Deborah. And thank I can you. tell you that your lovely bride Jennifer has greeted us this morning. Hi, Jennifer. So thank you. Jennifer. So that means uh, the comments are working. That means you are now part of the conversation here on Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life. 
So I'll wrap, let me connect the dots. I'm going to try now to connect the dots. Okay. I've laid all these dominoes out there or whatever I've done. And let's see if you can follow me. So I'm excited about the Gatlinburg Improv Fest. Mm -hmm. There are some new groups performing this year. Mm -hmm. and, well, of course, Blue Plate Special from uh, the Tri-Cities has been in it for the past two or three years, and they're coming back again. The gentleman who is the, the coach, the director of Blue Plate Special, Steve Schultz, is teaching the free 9 a.m. improv class on March 7th that I hope you'll take. Yes. His wife, Erin Schultz, is a fantastic costume designer, and she Very works cool. at Tusculum University. I think you can see where I'm heading with this. I see where you're heading. All right. She works at Tusculum University doing costumes for their theater department. And she put on uh, Facebook that they were going to be doing Young Frankenstein. I said, I like Young Frankenstein. No, I know, who else does that? You know, you see all the same old, same old in a lot of the community theaters, but this one is a, it's almost R-rated, almost. Mm -hmm. It's like PG-13, because you know all the body part jokes in the movie Young Frankenstein? Uh-huh. They're also in the musical. I see. I mean, it's the same jokes. You, <laughs> you know, you know the ones. Uh oh, when they ring, when they open and knock on the door, when uh, they describe the dimensions of the monster. You know the jokes. They're the same Mel Brooks jokes, but they're in the musical. So, um, that, so Erin Schultz is there, and she puts on Facebook, "Please come see Young Frankenstein." And I thought I would love to go see Young Frankenstein. I've never seen the musical. I love the movie. I'm going to go. And I also know that Tusculum University, for the first time, is fielding an improv team at the Gatlinburg Improv Fest. That sounds great. I think they're performing Saturday. Um, so what do you know? At least one of the actors or actresses, maybe two, in Young Frankenstein are also going to be in this improv show. Hmm. It's like the girl who plays Inga. Thank you, doctor. You know. <laughs> <laughs> or that's actually, I was doing it, that sounds more like Audrey from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. But you know what I mean, the Terry Gar part. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, the, the, the beautiful assistant. Um, she apparently is going to be doing improv um, along with some others. So I'm looking forward to seeing all these pieces come together. Sure. At the Improv Fest. And I got to go see uh, the beautiful costumes that Erin Schultz made. And she also performs in Blue Plate Special. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be just a big mishmash of, uh, of excitement and people at the Improv Fest on March 6th and 7th. The tickets just went on sale. But you also have to, and I, I probably shouldn't mention this. Because I need to personally go on and buy my uh, enrollment in the seminars. Uh huh. I know I've been doing it for a long time, but I still take seminars at the Improv Fest every year. There's a troupe coming in from Chicago called Anarchy. Ah. All right. <laughs> they do a rock musical. A rock musical. So they have a like Tommy. Yeah, like Tommy or Jesus Christ Superstar uh -huh. or uh, yeah, whatever. You know, pick. I mean, there's so many on Broadway nowadays. You're, those are both having to be rock operas. But if you think about really any of the Broadway musicals that have rock music in it. It's, it's mm -hmm. and from Hamilton to whatever. Anyway, they're going to teach a class on how to improvise songs. Because that's one thing that I struggle with. It's hard. That's why Wayne, there's only one Wayne Brady, you'll notice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. very hard to, be, to do that. But you, it can be done. You can learn tricks to, to improvise songs. So I'm interested in that class. And I'm also interested in a class that Dan Buck from Lee University down in Cleveland is teaching about movement and improv. Mm -hmm. And then Paul Simmons uh, from Einstein Simplified is teaching a class on uh, how to keep doing when something goes right, how to keep doing it, uh -huh. don't kill it. And then um, Roy Lee from Improv in Murfreesboro is teaching a class on long form improv. There's a style called the Armando, which that's really inside baseball. I'll let you Google that. But that's what his class is about. And then, of course, Steve Schultz with the free one that I hope you'll attend. Yes. Lovely. All right. So. 
um, that's part of my weekend, was going to see Young Frankenstein and meeting potential uh, new friends for the Improv Fest. I'm going to come back to Rose Glen Literary Festival, but I want to check in with you to see if there's anything else that I, I need to, any other dots I need to connect before I get there. And also, I'll take a sip of water. Okay. Well, in a little bit, we want to do our Bear Monday, and I've got some tips about seeing Bear bears in the Smoky I'm excited Mountains. about Bear Monday. Yes. Oh, right. So we're going to have an article that Brad wrote um, today. And you already wrote it, right? But you're going to mm -hmm. publish it today after yes. the show? I'll push the button. Ooh, nice. The official button, yes. That's exciting because mm -hmm. it is Bear Monday. So we'll, have, we'll get the, well, when we get to that, we'll get the roar because Kira is, has the flu. She says, sorry I couldn't be there. The flu is awful. But when you think of Bear Monday, it's not the same without Kira going, Rawr. Mm hmm Right? Which actually doesn't as, as only she As only she can. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll try to, we'll do our best. Uh, uh, we'll do our best. Later. And if you want to, um, actually, if you, you know, you wanted, you could probably <laughs> make a video of yourself doing roar <laughs> and send it to us. <laughs> Why not? That would be funny. I might not be able to show it on today's show, but I would love to, uh, to include it next Monday mm -hmm. with your best Kira impression. Rawr. <laughs> 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 All right. I love it. So a big thing in Sevier County this weekend was the Rose Glen Literary Festival. Mm -hmm. I had heard of it. I mean, I'm friends with Carol McMahon from, uh, he and I were on a Catholic Charities Committee together. Oh, there's some more dots we can connect. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> we're going to have our interview with Christine White from Catholic Charities during today's show. But, um, so Brad and I, I mean, excuse me, Carol and I meet because of the, our both being on this committee to raise money for children at risk, at risk youth with Catholic Charities. And he also is big shot at the Sevierville Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. He is very instrumental in the Bloomin' Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival and his own pet project, because he's a writer, historian, um, storyteller, is the Rose Glen Literary Festival. We played his interview on the show last week where he said he had the idea for it and his boss said, well, if you can do it and not cost us any money, then you can go ahead and do it. So that first year they did it someplace small. My, Dr. Bill Bass, and I work for Dr. Bass, so I'm a, I didn't back then, but I do now. He shows up at that festival 11 years ago, and there's a line out the door. It's too, pe too many people. They can't fit them all in. So that was the impetus to get them to move to a bigger, better location. So they're at the Sevierville Convention Center. And that's the other picture I have to send, Hunter, is I took pictures of Soaky Mountain, uh, which is next to where Soaky Mountain is in Wilderness of the Smokies. And, um, wow, uh, what a great... Of course, it's a great venue. I've been to events there before. So high. And, um, but what a turnout. So many people that were there. It didn't start really until 10, but there, it was crowded at 9. Mm, wow. Because there's just row upon row of tables of authors with their books and fans of books who are coming to meet their favorite author and get something signed. So uh, in the course of it, I, I did a IMC Dr. Bass's hour-long presentation, as I normally do. I mean, that's mm -hmm. fairly common, especially when you get to the questions and answers, because I mean, he lost most of his hearing in the Korean War. So he's he announces that, and everyone goes, ah, and I'm like, oh, come on, it was a long time ago. <laughs> 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 we don't have to still go, ah, about a guy losing his hearing in the Korean War uh -huh. 70 years ago, or is that right? 65 years ago, Quite a while. whatever it was. And um, anyway, so that's why I'm mainly there, is people ask these long-winded questions. That to Dr. Bass sound like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and then I go, they want to hear the story about the guy from Connecticut who faked his death. Because <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the only one I want to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the, you know pretended he was burned in a fire. <laughs> so then we tell, he tells, he says, oh, thank you, Frank. And he tells that story. And the person in the audience is like, yep, that's what I wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. So that kind of stuff. 
And uh, then there were, I was able to go to that one, obviously, because I was working it. Uh, then in the 11 o'clock hour, there were so many more speeches. Sam Venable was there. Art Bohannon was there. Um, just, a, I mean, if you look at the whole schedule, just a, dozens of authors. And, but during that hour, I was prepping for the luncheon, the noon luncheon. So Hunter, would you show that picture that is in the, in the preview queue, that first one? Um, yeah, but anyway, it doesn't matter. The order doesn't matter because I can explain them. First, I get up and I welcome everybody. And I say that, you know, you're, we're going to have uh, the luncheon. It's about to start. And we're going to um, have the invocation. And Brenda McCroskey is going to get up and say hello. She's the president of the Sevierville Chamber. And Carol McMahon's going to get up. So then hit, hit any of the other ones. It doesn't matter. The order doesn't matter. And this is at the end. There were door prizes. We had an autographed book from the keynote speaker, Therese, Therese, excuse me, Therese Ann Fowler. I promised her I'd get it right, but I keep pronouncing it the way my sister pronounces it. Therese Ann Fowler, fantastic speaker, fantastic author. Mm -hmm. She wrote this book called Z about Zelda Fitzgerald. That was turned into an Amazon Prime show. Actually, let's go to the next slide because there's, you can see her. On the, um, on the left, that's Carol McMahon, who has been on here on the show, and I interviewed him. And then uh, he also was in charge of the whole thing. And the next is Therese Ann Fowler, and she's telling me at this point in the picture, uh, she's telling me about being behind the scenes while they're making the Z movie about Zelda Fitzgerald with Christina Ricci for Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. So there's some media they have to do. They have to promote it. And they, they can't get a microphone on poor um, Christina Ricci because she's wearing this dress, the high-collar dress. So uh -huh. you know how it is when girls come here to the studio. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to help Therese Ann Fowler get her clip-on microphone in a proper place. And it was difficult because no matter where we put it, it was going to sound bad because <laughs> she had on an open-collared thing. Um, and she tells the story of Christina Ricci dropping her dress in front of everybody <laughs> to, <laughs> so they could put a, run a microphone up her back. Mm. And she's just telling me that. And then I mentioned it in the intro. And then she tells the story to everybody on stage. Then that's me, the next one. And then um, next to me on the other side is Brenda McCroskey, who is president of the Sevierville Chamber of Commerce. And she's talking to Sam Venable, the humorist. And um, I don't know how I got to be such a good table, except that I had my back to the stage and I literally was given the chair closest to the stairs so that I could jump up and run to the stairs. That's why I think I had that seat. I see. And then my other gig, of course, was working for my friend, Dr. Bill Bass, as he did some humorous stories about death and decomposition. <laughs> yes, yeah, a barrel of laughs, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you know, some of them are kind of funny. I mean, sure. it's remote, you know. When, hey, well, we lifted up this car, and uh, we didn't expect it, but a body slid right out. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody saw that coming, Dr. Bass. Uh -huh. I'll bet you. Um, let's see, which of these pictures do I want to send Hunter? I can't decide. Hunter, I can't decide which of these pictures I'm gonna, is better, so I'm just going to send them both, if that's all right. Um, I know that one of them is, is more in focus than the other, so you can decide. Anyway, um, so that was the Rose Glen Literary Festival from my perspective. Uh, Therese Ann Fowler gets up there, talks about the, her background, her mm -hmm. life story, growing up in Illinois, uh, moving to North Carolina, writing the story about Zelda Fitzgerald, which was not her first book. She'd had three, some failures, three that were published that didn't do anything big, and finally hit it big on what would be you know, ultimately her fourth published book, but probably her sixth or seventh written. Mm -hmm. And then she writes another one that had really had the Smoky Mountain connection because it's about the woman who married into the Vanderbilt family. So there's an Asheville connection, a, a Biltmore connection. 
That's and right. She, this woman had the the audacity to sue. First of all, she was of high society, and the Vanderbilts were nouveau rich. Nobody liked the Vanderbilts. Mm -hmm. They're like the Kardashians. <laughs> sure. You know, ooh, ooh, those guys. Who do they think there are? They're not real money. They're mm -hmm. posers. Now, of course, that sounds ridiculous to us nowadays because you think of Gloria Vanderbilt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Well, this is, goes back a generation to like her grandma, I guess, and who. Um, had been had been raised in New York and France and was from Alabama, but marries into the Vanderbilt family because they're broke after the Civil War. They need money. Not the Vanderbilts aren't broke. The wife's family is broke. So she marries into money. Everything goes well until uh, he starts cheating on her and she divorces him. But that's a that's a whole book, and that's going to be made into a show. And then um, the next book was supposed to come out like this week, but she's hinted that it got delayed for a good reason. A good reason that will mean it more people will see her next book on March 10th, Teresa Ann Fowler I'm talking about. So I'm guessing that it might be like, you know, like somebody, like a Book of the Month Club or one of those other things that promotes books would say, well, you can't come out until March 10th because that's when the next available slot is. I, so, right. I mean, that's my, it could be something along those lines. I mean, I hope it's something big like Oprah or somebody big or maybe a TV project, but... That's way cool. And then as I'm leaving, I took a picture of the Soki Mountain construction. That is coming along. Take a look at that. See that? This is, uh, and I sent it to, um, to Artie and Timmy because they came with me to the groundbreaking mm -hmm. last August, six months ago. And here, the, here it is now. Just, this is just from the parking lot. Because you normally, you can see it from the parkway as you're driving along. Was it Winfield Dunn Parkway at it's that Winfield point, right? Dunn. But this is from the other angle, from the parking lot of the Sevierville Convention Center. And they really have a lot going, because that looks like just, when you look at it coming up the hill, it looks like just a bunch of spaghetti. But you can see now it's actually two separate uh, slide structures with multiple slides coming off the same tower. It's going to be way cool, Soaky Mountain. So I'm excited about that. Thank you for showing all those pictures. That's my show and tell, Brad. What have you got? <laughs> well, we've got bears. Now, we do have an interview. Okay. About Catholic Charities. I'd say let's go ahead and, and uh, do that now, and we'll come back and talk about bears and how to see them in the Smoky Mountains. Ooh! All right, here's a way to help uh, kids in need in our community. For watching Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life, I'm Frank Murphy. Today I get to speak with Christine White, who is the Development Director for Catholic Charities of East Tennessee. Christine, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to see you again. Thank you for coming over. Now, Catholic Charities of East Tennessee of course, you, when you say Catholic Charities, worldwide is a thing, and all around the nation. And here in East Tennessee, it's somewhat unusual because the Catholic population is really very small. However, anyone of any uh, religious background or atheist, it doesn't matter, can be served by Catholic Charities. And in fact, most of the people you serve are not Catholic. Absolutely. Just based on the demographics of this area of East Tennessee alone, we estimate that less than 5% of the people that we serve are actually Catholic. Additionally, we have a ton of people on our leadership team as well as staff that aren't Catholic as well. Right, but they're about serving others, which is really Absolutely. the mission of Catholic Charities. So let's talk about that. When um, you've got so many great programs through Catholic Charities of East Tennessee, helping those who were formerly homeless, helping those who were formerly uh, drug addicted or mentally ill or in a crisis situation, whether they're, you know, it's a baby or, or, or a teenager even up to age 17, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The interesting thing about Catholic Charities is, you know, people often ask, what is it that you do? And I ask, how much time do you have? Yeah. Simply, it starts from conception. So 
pregnant moms and, and dads navigating unexpected pregnancies to what should be the golden years of life. We offer a shelter. It's actually only one of eight in the entire country where we serve senior citizens age 60 or better. Is that Samaritan place? Absolutely, yeah. that are facing homelessness and it's emergency, transitional, and permanent housing for these senior citizens all under one roof. Mm -hmm. And one of eight of those is actually right here in East Tennessee. It's fantastic. Eight nationwide. Now also yeah. you have a program in Sevier County because we're here you know, at the Mountain Fun Life Channel in Pigeon Forge and it's the uh, Columbus Home Assisting Parents Program mm -hmm. is in Pigeon Forge, excuse me, in Sevier County. Yes. Now Columbus Home is for children in trouble. I mean it's a, it's a crisis located deliberately near the juvenile court, right? Right, absolutely. So basically the easiest way to describe what the children's shelter does this is... This is in Knoxville near the court. Yes. If mom and dad are pulled over in the middle of the night and they're found to be intoxicated or under the influence of drugs and there's a child in that back seat. Mm -hmm. When mom and dad are arrested, where does that child go? And oh. the answer is they come to us at the children's emergency right, shelter. So the judge can just say, you're going across the parking lot over there. Absolutely. And they're that way they're not in state's custody until you can find Aunt Granny or someone right. to take care of them. The goal is to keep the children out of foster, hair, foster care for yeah. as long as possible. Wonderful. And oftentimes right. that's looking at a neighbor or a relative that is qualified to take these children under their care. Now, CHAP, Columbus Home Assisting Parents in Sevier County, is an offshoot of that, but it's not in the facility, it's at home. It's at home, right. So the, our Columbus Home Assisting Parents Program, or CHAP, what our caseworkers do is respond to crises in the home. And that could be something wow. as simple as, um, I I'm running behind on my utilities and I'm feeling some financial pressure and I don't know how to provide for my child yeah. basic needs. Mm -hmm. Or it can be, I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic and I'm navigating the challenges of par wow. parenting. How can you help? So really the goal of the CHAP program is to help families directly at home navigating some of those crisis points so that they never need the service of the Children's Emergency Shelter. Oh, wow. Yeah, because do it at home. It's sort of an ounce of prevention. That's really good. Absolutely. So the ultimate mission of Catholic Charities is to serve whoever needs help. Definitely, yeah. We offer shelter, we offer educational programs, we offer low-cost counseling, we have legal services for immigrants. It's, it's an incredible plethora of programs servicing everybody at almost every well, crisis point you can think touch of. Touch on the legal services again, sure. because you know we have, of course here in Sevier County, a lot of people come here to work. Right and then they may need to get their paperwork taken care of. Absolutely, so we offer three Office of Immigrant Services throughout East Tennessee and do often kind of hit the road for citizenship workshops, yeah. but we help folks that are legally eligible for citizenship navigate what is quite often a very overwhelming legal system. Lots of folks are eligible, they just simply don't know where to begin, and right. that's where Catholic Charity steps in. The website is ccetn.org, this is your fancy new logo. Yes. <laughs> and I know you've got some fundraisers coming up, including a very fun evening, usually around St. Patrick's Day. This year it's what, March 5th? It is March 5th. It's our um, annual dinner. We're very excited, obviously, for our new logo, so it's <laughs> going to have a new feel to it this year. Um, but what we're most excited for is we are actually accepting nominations now, if you go to ccetn.org, of local community groups that would like to either nominate themselves or if you know someone in the community that will receive our Pope Francis Service to the Poor Award. So we're very well excited for the nomination factor of this year's event. It's going to feel kind of like an Academy Award. Very good. Well, Christine White, thank you so much.
much for coming by. And I know you can come back again when there's more events to talk about, Absolutely. like the Kids Helping Kids Fun Walk in May. Yeah. But right now it's the uh, March 5th dinner. Excellent. Thank you so All much. Right. CCETN.org, Christine White, Development Director for Catholic Charities of East Tennessee. You're watching Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life. I'm Frank Murphy. More of the show right after this. It is Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life. Frank Murphy here with Brad Lovett. Kira Cup, our dear Kira, as we say, hello, Kira, dear, <laughs> is, uh, has some dreadly, dreadful, 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 not deadly, but dreadful disease. Dreadful. She's, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> she's getting uh, lots of uh, get well wishes. And, you, and she is on there. You can send her a comment, uh, and she'll see it if you'd like, like Chris Beals did. Kira Cup, get well soon. We want uh, her back quick. She's got the flu. Ooh, but says, not too quick, if that's the case. No, no, we don't want to get the flu. <laughs> I mean, you know, thankfully, we'll just, we can quarantine her. She can sit over at that table. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's going to make any difference. It's 10 feet away. <laughs> but uh, we're hoping that Kira feels better, and we do appreciate your kind thoughts there. It is time, as promoted, for Bear Monday. So um, I think we need some, some bear, bear Monday things. We need to go. It's, 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 it's Bear Monday. Monday. Roar. Roar. <laughs> Do you have a bear on the back that goes on the behind well, us? Do we have the bear thing? Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think that's such a Kira thing. Yes. Kira's the one who puts the bear. She comes in early on Bear Mondays and puts the bear on the wall behind us. Mm -hmm. But if you can find Kira's... There, oh, look at that. There we go. And once again, Brad is at the unfortunate business end of that bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> the bear's getting further away. See, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> I, please don't feed the bears. Please don't feed the bears. Yeah, don't, with my don't head. <laughs> so uh, there's been so many stories, and, and my, if you've been a regular viewer of Morning in the Mountains, you know that I'm. I think I'm worried more about Planet of the Bears than I am about Planet of the Apes. Mm -hmm. Brad, share us with us the uh, some highlights from the article that you'll be able to read momentarily on Mountain Fun Life's Facebook page. We're going to tell you the answer to questions that people have asked all the time. Okay. Where, do, where do I see a bear in the Smoky Mountains? Now, I will tell you, where? I did not see a bear in the wild for quite some time. I've been here since 2010, and it took uh, quite a while. I've even, never even, seen a bear in the wild. Yes. I mean, I've seen them at the zoo, mm -hmm. and I've seen them, I've seen signs that say you can go here to watch a bear. Mm -hmm. You know, There are years people are literally, literally tripping over bears, and I still wasn't seeing them, but it finally did the other day, uh, the other uh, several months ago. I think this is a year when people are tripping over bears. Mm -hmm. Not literally. Don't, don't get close enough to a bear no. that you can trip. Right. But one of the great places to see bears possibility is Cades Cove. Okay. And, of course, Cades Cove for another few days is closed to vehicle traffic and bicycle traffic, but if all goes as intended, that should yeah. be open again March 1st. Now, the bears are supposed to be in torpor, which is their form of light hibernation, mm -hmm. but the winter has been so mild that they're not really hibernating that much. They're still roaming around looking for food and acorns and whatnot. Mm -hmm. yeah. They still are. Now, Roaring Fork Motor Nature Trail is another place. Now, that is closed for the season as well. It should be opening again soon. And if you imagine a beautiful trail where you don't even have to hike, you just drive, and that's well, a place you might see a bear. These are the bears that get in the cars. That's where you'd see them. You'd look, have to look at all the other cars to make sure there's no bear in it. <laughs> Maybe. Because that's the <laughs> thing. Bears now can open car doors. Mm -hmm. So next thing you know, it's only a matter of time before they get in one of those. What's the one? Like they have in that Super Bowl where it packs itself. 
Uh-huh. That one? Parks it, itself, It's yes. only a matter of time before a bear gets in a car and tells it to park itself, but the nearest parking space is a ways off. So the bear's just going to be sitting there, and the car's going to be driving itself to a parking space. Mm -hmm. It's only, I'm, I'm telling you, I think it's coming. And by the way, let us know in the comments it's my where opinion. you see bears. Yeah. Uh, sorry, where does that? Sorry, where where you have seen a bear? Leave that in the comments for us. Right. It's purely my opinion that bears will take over self-driving cars. I bet you they will. Yeah. Uh, your cabin, not the best place. You don't really want that to happen. And you well, don't... you know why a bear would come to your cabin? Because it's your fault. Because you left food out. <laughs> you left food in your car. That's why they get in your car. I should tell the bears that they need to check the garbage can in the Fun Life parking lot. <laughs> Bear-proof. No there's no cover on it. <laughs> Yeah, bear-proof uh, uh, trash cans is, is what you need there. Must caution you not to attract them because bears have been known to break into cars to get delicious goodies, uh, even candy bars. See, I think uh, bears would love the soccer mom who's got snack duty. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you come to the Smoky Mountains for one of these athletic tournaments. Right. You know, they have the, whether it be the cheerleading or the, um, the acrobatics or the gymnastics, whatever. They have all these things. The volleyball. There's a lot of volleyball tournaments mm -hmm. and things like that. They had a gymnastics tournament the other day, when I was at the Rose Glen Literary Festival, half the convention center was some kind of gymnastics tournament. Uh-huh. Well, those snack moms, you know what I'm talking about, snack mom, bears would love you. So you got to make sure the car is bear-proof because they will want to get in there and, you know, open themselves up a Capri Sun. And <laughs> <laughs> right? And one of those little, uh, you know, granola bars that you brought for the kids. Uh, bears would love granola bars. I bet you they and would. it's bad for them because, I mean, as advanced as bears have gotten, I don't think they can unwrap the granola bar. I think they would eat the wrapper. That's not good. No, not, not good That's at not all. Good. Now, one of the places you can see a bear, you don't even have to be here. You can see it anywhere in the world. That is at the webcam at Appalachian Bear Rescue. Oh. They still have four bears in residence right now. They are Boudreaux, Bajnet, Jasmine, and Balthazar, and they are considered yearlings now. They're lef yeah. left over from last year. They'll have a new crop coming in, sadly, because what they do is care for bears that are bear cubs that are orphaned oh. and try to rehabilitate them for the wild. But they've installed a webcam. People cannot go there. You're not cooked up to the screen that we can pull up the webcam, can you? Uh, I don't think that comes up on the... I'd like to... T that would be awesome to look at that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to, how to make that happen. Another, another uh, Monday we'll do that. All right, yeah, the Appalachian Bear Rescue website? Uh, uh, the website, also the Facebook page. They do a lot of Facebook Lives like we do. Oh, really? With bears? Mm-hmm. And you I need to, I see the bears. On this. Mm -hmm. I need to see bears. And uh, you can see uh, their progress and uh, what they're doing and uh, make a donation, too, because it's worthwhile cause. They do mm -hmm. need acorns and food and... Well, I don't think you donate acorns. I mean, I can collect up. I mean, I, it seems like a lot of work mm -hmm. for me to go collect up all the acorns in my <laughs> yard and send them to Appalachian Bear Rescue. I think I'd pay the postage yeah. on the acorns. <laughs> It'd be easier for me to just send them $5. Right, they can and buy they, can, they can buy whatever they do need. Yeah, right? they can hire, or they can hire the guy who, who you know, cuts my lawn to collect the acorns. I don't, I don't want to have mm -hmm. to do it. I don't have to bend over. Well, anyway, we, we will uh, publish this article, and you can see more. But next time I find an acorn, I'll, I'll, I'll save it and bring it to you. <laughs> right. And that way you can sort of, we can put a, a bin and it, somewhere around here, we'll put, get, get it like a Tupperware. Everybody, you're going to bring in acorns, please, when you come to work. Gather up some acorns. We're going to put it in a Tupperware, and then Brad is going to take it to the Bears. Well, or to the Visitor Center, anyway. Wherever them. you but want you to can visit. You can, you can take it wherever you want, but if they need acorns that badly. You cannot visit the Bears, but you can visit the, bear, uh, the Appalachian Bear Rescue Visitor Center 
in oh. Townsend. Now, I saw the word bears on the screen, and I got excited. I thought that maybe Thomas Rimmer had a bear spotting, but he says the Smoky Bears of Sevier County. Those are, that's the high school team, Sevier County Smoky Bears, uh, playing in the regional tournament Saturday at Sevier County against Tennessee High, and the Sevier County girls play in the regional tournament on Friday night against Dobbins Bennett. I don't know what sport that is. I'm going to guess basketball. More than likely. It's pr- basketball or volleyball would be the most logical. Mm-hmm. But if it's boys and girls, it's probably basketball. So good. And uh, those teams are, um, on, uh, yeah, Smoky Bears, way, way to go. So I heard they're on Bear Monday. So congratulations, uh, Sevier County Smoky Bears. RR, you made it into the Bear Monday segment because I didn't fully read the uh, thing before I pushed the button. All right, then. <laughs> well, more bears next Monday and uh, whenever you want on demand here on uh, on Mountain Fun Life. So as soon as this show ends, Brad will publish that post on our Facebook page. And we would love for your comments on that. Um, and Jennifer, your wife, says they take gross peanuts at, um, let's see, if, it's, if you've got a hard mast, um, they will take your acorns. But you can also send money and uh, peanuts by the gross. So that's very informative. Mm-hmm. Very so, nice. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, honey. Yeah. I mean, I still, I mean, just mailing a gross of peanuts to the uh, Appalachian Bear Rescue, you could probably just take the money you would have spent on postage and just send them that. Mm-hmm. But if you're of the mindset that you want to mail peanuts to bears, it really is the next step. The next phase of the uh, planet of the bears is when they start having P.O. boxes. <laughs> so they can receive these peanuts and acorns that people are mailing. Planet of the bears. I'm, I think that's where we're headed. I mean, because, I mean, look at it this way. We've all now, we all give animals human qualities. We've anthropomorphized pretty much everything. You mm-hmm. know, we pretend our dogs are our children. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading an article about how when cats and dogs used to have to earn their keep. And they said in the old days, a farm dog... You would throw him a bone. You wouldn't have to buy dog food. It was just the dog somehow found enough to eat out there on the farm. And cats, their job was to catch mice and, and other varmint. And, you know, there was no such thing as buying cat food. That, was a, that came around only maybe in our parents' generation. My, my grandmother, rest her soul, she would talk about growing up with her, uh, her, her father being a meat cutter. And that's what the dogs ate. They ate what we yes. ate. Yes. Exactly. They didn't need to. You didn't need to buy dog food. You would just give them the scraps, mm-hmm. and that and would it, be, help you clean up. You didn't have garbage, you know, stinky garbage, because the dogs would would devour it. Mm-hmm. The cats would keep the mice out of your house. It was, you know, those, those were the old days. Now we buy um, cat food and we dress our dogs in costumes. <laughs> we give our dog an Instagram account. <laughs> I love the meme I see on Facebook once in a while about the mighty wolf. Uh, I'm I'm hungry. Here's a fire. Maybe I'll beg for the food. Now, now, uh, several uh, millennia later, uh, now you have a little foo-foo thing. And I look at these dogs like, that used to be a wolf, you know? Yeah. I mean, dogs got it easy now. I mean, they used to, and cats too. You know, they used to have to work for a living. And now they just, you you know, you cater to them like they're the boss. Mm -hmm. You go out and buy them the nicest food. And my my sister cooks scrambled eggs for her dog or something. I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) And <laughs> instead of giving the dog scraps. Ah. Well, not all the pet lovers are mad at us, so we'll move on to pancakes. Oh, well, I'll tell you one more thing. is, is One of the questions we had at Dr. Bass's lecture over the weekend <laughs> was what happens, what do your pets do when you die? I can't, I can't tell you here. 
it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, if you're, I find it amazing as a, you know, as in, with my interest in forensics. Well, if they can't but open that cat food can, you know, that's the only thing they no need, need you for. I mean, no need. <laughs> they, they go back to the, let's put it this way, instinct kicks in. Uh, I see, yes. <laughs> they, they don't, they feed themselves. Okay. So it's, it's, it's handled. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. <laughs> but tomorrow on the community calendar is National Pancake Day. Yes. I, I like, do you like pancakes or waffles? Um, I love both, actually. If you had to choose, if this were a you could only ever have pie or only have cake argument, which we'll have another day, if you could only ever have pancakes or waffles for the rest of your life, which would it be? I'd probably go with pancakes. Hmm. That is, that is a good point. Mm -hmm. I, I've always enjoyed pancakes, and I think I might have to agree, although I had a, a nice waffle yesterday at Waffle House, and you cannot get a pancake at Waffle House. No. There's no pancakes at Waffle House, but they have waffles and pancakes at IHOP. That is true. And it's a good cause, no matter where you live, where you're watching. If you're within the sound of my voice, there is an IHOP near you. And it's National Pancake Day they're tomorrow. they're international. They're international. The I stands for International House of Pancakes. Mm-hmm. Free stack of pancakes starting at 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. tomorrow. There is a catch, though. I mean, if you if you go in tomorrow, which is Shrove Tuesday, which is finally it has lined up. It's rare that that the IHOP Pancake Day lines up with actual Mardi Gras slash Shrove Tuesday, which is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad that it does because I always hate it when they when they have it like two weeks later and it doesn't make any sense. But it actually lines up Shrove Tuesday, which is traditionally a day to eat pancakes. Mm -hmm. Do you know why? No. Um, in the when Ash Wednesday is a day of fasting and abstinence, so you would use up the milk and eggs on Shrove Tuesday, mm -hmm. and the easiest way to do that is to make pancakes. Well, sure. So you would use up the the things that were going to spoil because you couldn't eat them on Ash Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was a great day. And there's a, there's races. They have pancake races. I think in Kansas somewhere where you have to run around carrying a stack of pancakes on a spatula. And IHOP, they say they're giving away free pancakes, but if you're the one who is so cheap, and I'm speaking as the number one cheapskate on this show. Mm -hmm. If you're even cheaper than me, and you're gonna go into IHOP and just take the free pancakes and go home, well, that's not the what, that's not the point. You need to make a donation to the Children's Miracle Networks, um, and depending on where you are, the money goes either to, like in our case, East Tennessee Children's Hospital, mm -hmm. or if you're in an area where there's a Shriners Kids Hospital, it might go to them. There's three types of hospitals that fall under this umbrella. Here, Sevierville, Pitch and Forge definitely are on the list, because they sent it to me, of um, ones that are benefiting East Tennessee Children's Hospital tomorrow. So you go, you, get, you enjoy your pancakes, and you leave some money for ETCH. Mm -hmm. And that would be uh, you know, anywhere else, uh, uh, Children's Miracle Network, Children's Hospitals, that include Riley's in Indianapolis, that include uh, Cincinnati Children's, Dayton Children's yeah. uh, in Ohio, and a whole lot more, and St. Jude's also participating in that. Wonderful. And then uh, what's the list here on the, what's the thing in events? Is that pancake thing on there? I can't quite see it. Yes, that, that should be on All there. Right, get the uh, events calendar for us there, Hannah, if you don't mind, so I can see what it, what it says. Because um, we're talking about other events as well besides the... Uh, that we are. Mardi Gras tomorrow, of course, Shrove Tuesday. Would you put the events screen on, please? Maybe I should say it like Alexa. Oh, there, <laughs> there it is. There we go. So it's all right. So tomorrow, I said Mardi Gras Shrove Tuesday. Okay. And then Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. Okay. And then we move to Tennessee Songwriters Week. We have the showcase at the Bijou on Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Oh, nice. $12. Nice. Then we also have Jonathan Kane, formerly of Journey at the Gatlinburg Convention Center, on Friday. 
and Ronnie Millsap on Saturday at the Gatlinburg Convention Center. That's all part of the festivities for Tennessee Songwriters Festival, and also there's an event at Old Reds with some music on Friday as well. Oh, there it is. Okay. There's um, uh, we also oh, we've got to talk about the, uh, the the fish fry, but we're still doing uh, the the music. Jonathan Kane mm -hmm. and Ronnie Millsap. Excellent. Some of the Tennessee songwriters did a bit, I guess, to kick this off over the weekend. They went to the Welcome Center at Jellicoe, mm -hmm. which is one of the busier Welcome Centers. It's from Kentucky going into oh, yes. Tennessee. So David uh, Lover and some of these other guys were up there. And I, I, got, I have to look because I got more. I don't know how that happened. I clicked like on the post from David Lover. Now I'm getting Facebook requests from songwriters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess they want to be promoted just the same as the authors. Well, do. sure. That's the way it is. <laughs> so, so we promoted that festival. But on that screen, hit that one more time if you don't mind, please, Hannah. We also know that it's getting into, you know, Lenten supper time. Mm -hmm. And we do have, if you're looking for a fish fry, we do have one at Sacred Heart Cathedral on North Shore Drive in Knoxville. There are meat-free dinners at St. Mary's in Gatlinburg, also Holy Family in Seymour. The uh, fish fry you pay to go, it's like a real... Midwest thing, and you probably mm -hmm. knew this from growing up in Ohio, right? Oh, yes, uh, especially in the German Catholic area. There are fish fries literally everywhere. And that's St. Louis as well. I mean, it becomes a thing on the media in St. Louis, like the TV and the radio mm -hmm. and, and the websites. They all run down the list of all the fish fries. Mm -hmm. Well, in our area, the only one I could find, which is that same style of Midwest fish fry, mm -hmm. is at the cathedral on North Shore. That you, you and I went there for that funeral. Yes. That beautiful place. Well, they've got a hall next door, mm -hmm. and they'll go in. You can pay a nominal fee on Friday night at six thirty, for and every Friday during Lent at six thirty for the fish fry. You, they like you to go to Stations of the Cross at six, but you don't. You know, the fish fry doors open at six thirty. Mm -hmm. Now, many of the other parishes in this area have a, a completely free thing. Fish fry you pay, but if you want to just go have some soup or a grilled cheese or a piece of pizza at one of these other churches on a Lenten Friday. That's free, like St. Mary's in Gatlinburg and Holy Family. I think it's Holy Family and, in Seymour. And, and, and Seymour, yes. I get Holy Family and Holy Cross mixed up. There's mm -hmm. ones in Pigeon Forge and ones in Seymour. Mm -hmm. But it's Holy Family and Seymour. Right, that, that's true. So, uh, and of course, uh, if uh, you're looking for fish, there's plenty of nice uh, seafood restaurants here in the Smoky Mountains as well. I don't, again, I might shoot myself in the foot saying this, but obviously when my wife and I are in Gatlinburg for the Gatlinburg Improv Fest, it's going to be on a Friday. Mm -hmm. So that means I got to find a fish lunch or a meatless lunch. I guess Kira could help me with that, mm -hmm. but usually a fish dinner. So they opened a brand new Chesapeake's in Gatlinburg. Mm -hmm. And it's like right next door to Sweet Fanny Adams where the Improv Fest is. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, Johnny Suffernick is the manager. And he used to be the manager over at um, whatever was there before uh, Dick's Last Resort. It was a, a seafood restaurant, a really it nice was a seafood restaurant. Seafood I can't restaurant. Think the Johnny name Suffernick right now. was the manager of that. And they kept him on when they converted it to Dick's Last Resort. Mm -hmm. And uh, now he's moved over to work for um, Chase, whatever that is called. Uh, anyway, the, the one that has um, Copper Cellar restaurants, I guess is what it's called, mm -hmm. that, that has Chesapeake's, all the sea restaurants. They've got Chesapeake's and Copper Cellar and Cappuccino's and Calhoun's and a few others in that family. Um, so we got to go there, but I'm worried about getting a reservation. Maybe if I call today. I think I you call might want to do that. For March 6th. That's what I need to do. Mm -hmm. All right. Have we run down everything on the show except uh, for Kira's involvement? Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty much so. Uh, March 6th, looking way ahead. Uh, we've got a Mountain Quilt Fest coming up starting March 4th. And we'll tell you more about that as the days go March on. March 4th. 
That sounds like you're telling me to get off the air. March 4th. <laughs> March 4th, uh, Gatlinburg Improv Fest, March 6th and 7th. And How Titanic Became My Lifeboat. It's the world premiere at Ford Cinema, 11 a.m. on March 7th. Ooh, that sounds good. And that is about the, uh, the boy who made the Titanic out of Legos. Yeah. I think he's, he's coming to town, too, isn't he? Yes, he is. The Lego Titanic boy. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. All right. That's excellent. Well, they're going to have a screening of that, and uh, he'll, I think, do an appearance at... Um, at Titanic Museum Attraction, because Mary Kellogg, she's a, I, mean, I, I want to say showman, but she's a showwoman. She's got it going on. Mm-hmm. She knows how to how to put something together. Excellent. All right, well, I guess we're, is that it? We're, we That's should wrap, That's pretty much probably. about everything I've got. Because I was supposed to only go half an hour today, and I've already made it 48 minutes, but uh-huh. <laughs> I had so much to tell but you. counting? <laughs> I, had, I easily had 18 minutes worth of material on the Rose Glen Literary Festival and Young Frankenstein at Tusculum and the Gatlinburg Improv Fest. Because those are big deals to me, right? So mm-hmm. I hope all of you who um, I tagged on Facebook, because you were at Rose Glen or Tusculum or have to do with the improv, whatever, uh, that you'll watch the show and share it perhaps with your, uh, your pals. Because I mentioned you. You got a name check. So there you go. All right. So far, no one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing. I don't know. All right. Well, Brian, I guess it's you and me again tomorrow, right? I believe so. Do you have any interviews or anything? I guess we could, we'll, 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 we'll start we'll, working on uh, that. We'll find one for tomorrow. We'll start working on that right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, if um, we only just found out that Kira's got the flu, so all of my friends out there who have uh, filled in in the past, <laughs> if you want to you know, shoot me a message, shoot me a text, and if you're available to, uh, to guest co-host this week, we might want to tell uh, Kira to just take it easy and stay home mm-hmm. uh, so she can fully rest up. Because, mm-hmm. you know, one day back from Daytona, and now she's got the flu. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Kira, dear. Yes, I'm talking to you. All right. Well, thank you, Brad. Well, um, thank you. All right. You're watching Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life. Do check us out each weekday at this time on Facebook Live. Catch the reruns very quickly thereafter on Roku and on uh, YouTube, because uh, Hannah and Hunter are getting faster and getting these archive shows onto YouTube and, and Roku, and I'm very happy about that. Because mm-hmm. that's how my mother watches us, on Roku, Frank. <laughs> on Roku. <laughs> and then uh, also you can hear the audio of this program. I think I described all the pictures well enough, right? Yes, you yeah, do. If you're, watch- if you're listening to the podcast on any number of platforms, including iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, then um, and if you d- didn't understand what I was describing in the pictures, well, then... Go look it up on YouTube, Roku, or Facebook Live, uh, or send me a note, and I'll, uh, I'll describe it better for you. <laughs> uh, we're back tomorrow with Morning in the Mountains. On Wednesday is the entertainment show, right, with Jim Johnson and Dre Hilton. Mm-hmm. And Thursday is uh, the Ask Frank Live edition with prizes on uh, Morning in the Mountains, and then Rich Haley with Sports in the Smokies on Friday at 10 o'clock, Monday through Friday. All right. For Brad Lovett, I'm Frank Murphy. This is Morning in the Mountains. You're watching Mountain Fun Life. We'll talk to you tomorrow.